my name's Bernadette. In 2014, I took out $72,000 in student loans to pay for grad school. At the time, I didn't really know what I was getting myself into until I realized that I alone was responsible for paying it all off. 22 months later, I made my final payment. This is my story. Welcome to the Bernadette Joy Podcast. Crush this debt. Episode 3. Holy shit, it's how much? This is the part where if this were a TV show instead, we'd be flash forwarding and you know, because there'd be a little caption saying two years later, and maybe I'm a little bit fatter and have a different haircut. For the last 24 months, I've been taking at least two classes every 10 weeks and getting pretty good grades, if I must say. I met classmates from all over the country and abroad, and even got to go to cool places like South Africa, China, England, and Argentina to quote-unquote study. But really, we would party until super late at night and make a game of who could stay awake the longest in classes during the day. Now, if you remember from the last episode, I had just quit my dream job and had every intention of mooching off my poor but oh-so-wonderful husband. Uh, Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) That's my husband, AJ. We'll hear more from him later. While I took classes and figured out what I really wanted to do with my life, because number one priority was to not be a loser. As luck would have it, a headhunter in New York City that I was acquaintances with somehow caught wind of me doing my MBA and recruited me to come work for him remotely from Charlotte. Ironically, the job was to now recruit other HR people to jobs like the one I just quit. He offered me a sweet deal to get paid on commission so I could work from home and take off time for classes when I needed. Plus, he would pay for my travel back and forth between New York City. I happened to have something like 12 weddings in the span of those two years, and the flights alone seemed worth it to me to take the job. I was able to earn about $65,000 a year working for him. I'll also note that during this time, I had a serious HGTV addiction. Like so serious that I convinced my husband and two friends to trek down to Miami so we could go on a cruise with the Property Brothers and a bunch of other HGTV stars. I wanted to learn how to flip houses or something. It looked so easy on TV. This HGTV addiction was so bad that I also convinced my husband that we should buy a new house after stumbling upon a fixer-upper at an open house one weekend. Instead of selling the townhouse in which we lived, I also came up with the brilliant idea that we would just rent out our 1,400-square-foot townhouse and move into the bigger 2,200-square-foot fixer-upper in a nicer part of town. We'll save this story for another day, but this is relevant, I swear. Actually, now that I'm saying all of this out loud, I have a pretty aggressive pattern of making decisions on the fly, crossing my fingers, and hoping for the best. Note to self, be nice to AJ today. Damn, he puts up with a lot of shit. What's also relevant to note is that during these two years, I had come up with a business idea to rent dresses for a marketing class. Thanks to those 12 weddings I had to go to, I kept buying new dresses but only wore them once. I had a frugal girlfriend who knew I only wore these dresses once and would ask to borrow them all the time. She was a genius because she would pay nothing and I'd end up footing the bill. That idea carried through my other classes where you would build out an actual business plan. But while my classmates were building them for fake companies, I was building it for this dress rental business and contemplating quitting my silly HR recruiting job and turning it into a real business in Charlotte once I graduated. 
It's now January 2016, and I was less than 10 weeks away from graduating. I could not be more excited to stop writing papers and studying late for exams. I was sitting in my online New Ventures class, looking at my fake balance sheet for my fake dress rental business, when the professor mentioned something about debt-to-equity ratios. I sat up straight. Hey, I've been taking out student loans all this time. I wonder what my debt-to-equity ratio is. I didn't have the faintest clue what my student loan situation looked like. It can't be that bad, I told myself. I had been taking out the max in student loans offered every year with just the click of a button. Whatever balance there was of a couple thousand dollars, I would pay using my paychecks from recruiting. I never really kept track of how much I was spending along the way, and never once did I look at my student loan accounts. While my professor was still blah blahing, I started searching my emails for my student loan username and password. After what seemed like forever, thanks to failed password attempts and clicking through first-time user welcomes, I finally arrived at the summary page. I wish I could see the video recording that night because it's usually 15 to 20 boxes in a row, each with the live feed of the student in class. I'm pretty sure by now it was obvious I wasn't paying attention because I can only imagine the little video with me looking like a ghost, my eyes getting super wide, and my body tipping over to one side, getting ready to keel over off my chair. Direct unsubsidized Stafford loan, $20,500. 5.16% fixed interest rate. Dispersed February 2014. Direct unsubsidized Stafford loan, $20,500, 6.21% fixed interest rate, dispersed July 2014. Direct unsubsidized Stafford loan, $5,125, 5.84% fixed interest rate, dispersed July 2015, and $10,250 loan, 5.84% fixed interest rate, dispersed August 2015. What? There's a second tab? Direct Grad Plus Loan, $5,451, 6.41% fixed interest rate, dispersed May 2014. Thankfully, by this time, the class was over and everyone was waving goodbye on their webcams. I can't remember if I waved or not. I felt like I was going to throw up. I was in full panic mode, clicking every button to see what else it said. Then I noticed something really odd. The loans were for five or ten or twenty thousand dollars, but when I looked at the balances, they were even higher, like thousands of dollars higher. Interest accrued. What the fuck? Why are my loans already accruing interest? I could have sworn that I read somewhere that I didn't owe any money until at least six months after I graduated. Isn't that what a grace period is for? And who the fuck is Stafford, and when did I agree to pay these amounts? I don't remember seeing these amounts in my life. All I remember was clicking a button every few months congratulating me for a new student loan. Where in the congratulations emails does it also say, congratulations asshole, we're going to start charging you interest today, just as soon as you click this button. Have you ever went on a shopping spree after a bad day, wore the shit you bought and then wish you had it? It was kind of like that feeling, except, I don't know, like 70,000 times worse. I started getting pains in my chest. What the hell have I done? Now, some of you may be thinking, okay, drama queen, so you have some student loans? Big deal. 
everyone has student loans and mortgages are good, so shut up. But three years ago, I had zero debt. I didn't own any houses that were more owned by the bank than by me. Thanks to scholarships, I didn't take any student loans for undergrad and I always paid my credit cards in full. Now I had not only one mortgage, but two mortgages and over $70,000 in money I owed to whoever the fuck Stafford was and his friend, Direct Grad Plus. It felt like all the air had been sucked out of the room. I couldn't breathe. Instead of thinking, hey, I have my HETV house, a chunk of savings for a rainy day, and an awesome education from a top-tier school, all I saw in big red numbers was that debt-to-equity ratio. I was almost a quarter million dollars in debt. I guess that's where the MBA education was either useful or detrimental. I thought, wow, if I were a company and I were looking at my own debt-to-equity ratio, I would be negative in big red numbers. If this were a finance class, I would be considered a failure or a bad investment with me as the captain of a sinking ship. I can't be the only person like this, right? Other people have houses and student loans and they even have other stuff like fancy cars and jet planes, right? Do other people actually live every day knowing this? And great, I quit a nice paying gig for an equally shitty gig that pays less. Oh, and I'm 10 weeks away from graduating and guess what? I still don't know what I want to do with my life. It would be cool to start a business, but there's no way in hell I can start a business with this much debt on my shoulders. I burst into tears. Ugly, sobbing, hiccuping tears. I just spent the last two years of my life trying to become a winner, and all I felt like was an even bigger loser. It really sucked. Stay tuned for episode four, What's Yours is Mine. In this episode, you'll meet AJ and hear his surprising reaction to my stupidity. The Bernadette Joy podcast, Crush This Debt, is written, executive produced, and hosted by me, Bernadette, and co-hosted by my husband, AJ. The show is produced by Andy Goh, and our music is by Harvey Cummings. Our show artwork is done by Abigail Joy. Check us out at BernadetteJoy.com slash podcast. We want to hear from you. We know that people have lots of experiences with debt and few people talk about it. Help us break that taboo. Call us at 980-999-1283 and leave us a message with your debt story or what our story meant to you. We'll play those messages in a future episode and hopefully we'll make talking about money a little less difficult. Again, that's 980-999-1283. One, two, eight, three. And don't forget to leave us a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. It helps our show get discovered by others who may be striving to pay off their own debt. We hope that our story will inspire others to never quit. <laughs>